I take great privilege in inviting Tiffany, Jasper, and I believe Veronica to join us in this conversation as we begin to move towards how we can act, not just talk. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you all doing? Great. And how are you all doing? I think in the middle of the afternoon, it should be for you. Somewhere around there. About five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So you've kind of heard a bit of the contributions that have happened or that have been shared. What are some of your initial thoughts? Is it what you expected of the UK or is it not what you expected of the UK? Yeah, I think for me, it was interesting to hear how much it mirrors exactly uh, so much of the conversations that we are having here. Um, and I had a chance or I've had the opportunity to speak to uh, individuals who live here who are from the UK and have learned of their own experiences and, and sort of what social injustice looks like or systemic racism looks like in the UK. So it was just really interesting um, to see the similarities and hear the similarities across all of our stories. Right, right. Yeah, and for... Also, I'm also wondering. So, oh, sorry, no, 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 no please I, carry on, Jasper. Sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, it kind of uh, disabuses your mind that there's somewhere to run, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. no, like, there is no utopia of like peace, and so it kind of, for me, it 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 lit the fire a, a little brighter because it's just like the fight is is um for not just any one locale but like we you know we're all, we're all in this fight together for very important reasons that involve mm. all of us yeah absolutely troy you were gonna share something or ask something yeah, so I, I was going to ask so can can you let us know the what was the spark for setting up adventists for social justice over over in the, in the us and what how has your experience been in the years you've been running? Yeah, so ASJ, interestingly enough, um, started in the midst of a moment just like we are in. Um, we came out of police violence happening in our society. In fact, just four years ago when Alton Sterling and Philando Castile were murdered by the police one day apart, um, mm. we decided at that time uh, that we wanted to you know, building a, a group or get together as a group of Adventist young adults at that time to be able to be a part of the protests uh, and the different forms of advocacy that had been occurring at that time. Um, when we thought about it, the other individual that I started the Facebook group with, Jermaine, uh, mm -hmm. the church that he attended at the time when Eric Garner died in Staten, on Staten Island, when he was choked, the I can't breathe uh, yeah. hashtag came out of Eric Garner's death. His church uh, prohibited the youth, the AY or the youth group at that time from attending the march in Staten Island. Uh, and so we mm -hmm. had conversations about that and whether or not this was something we wanted to continue to ask the church's permission to be a part of or just sort of you know, stand in our own agency and take uh, the initiative to do something outside of our church, but still in partnership. And that's the route that we decided mm -hmm. to take. Um, and so that's how we started 
Uh, we certainly envisioned at that time just a small Facebook group of our friends who were also passionate about it. Um, but really within 48 hours, the, the thing had blown up and uh, we really realized that there was so much interest and passion across our denomination, even without outside of the U.S. for this work. Um, okay. And so, so that's how we started. And over time, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, we have spent a lot, a lot of time doing just what you all are doing here today, talking about the history, talking about the need for this work, um, really doing a lot of training and helping to reframe uh, social justice as Christian work, as spiritual sacred work. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how we have really set up and structured ourselves over the past uh, few years. So you've been around for four years now. What have been some of the biggest challenges? Like I know you mentioned about churches not wanting to maybe be as active or be seen to be active. Um, but what have been some of the major challenges that you have faced? Um, I'll start and maybe someone else will jump in. I think uh, some of the major challenges has just been around uh, changing our or, or helping to expand our theology um because within our denomination social justice had has been perceived as secular uh for so long as political for so long that you know it has been challenging to help people to acquaint themselves with not just scripture that you know gives us what we need to engage in social justice work uh, yeah. but also the history of Adventism, our early pioneers uh, who were abolitionists, who were very vocal um, against social justice at that time. Um, and just the other spaces that highlight in the need for true tangible engagement in the community. Um, these have been some of the major challenges. And I like to frame it saying, we've spent four years building a case for social justice. Uh, and right. so that comes with some of the psychological side, with really getting into how people think and why they think the way they do about this thing, um, but also the educational theological side. And so we really had to look at the totality of someone's Christianity and go mm -hmm. into all these different sectors to do some educating and some empowering. And, and, and it's been a beautiful journey, even in spite of the challenges, because immediately we were able to connect with many of our elders uh, who have done this work, who are a part of the civil rights movement here in the US. Mm. Uh, and so that's been really, really beautiful. At our conferences, we connect with such a wide uh, range of Christians and individuals who support and are part of the work that we do. Um, but getting, building that case for this work um, and establishing credibility uh, has taken some time and has been just a bit of a challenge, but certainly not the totality uh, of what we've experienced. Troy, do you want to go in? Oh, sorry, sorry. Troy? Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask for Jasper and, and Veronica, what, what would you say some of your greatest successes have been um, as you've been involved in ASJ? Uh, Veronica, you can go first. Yeah, I can go first. All right. Can you hear me? Okay. 
Yeah. Um, the successes I think we have had over the years, I was not part of ASJ when they first started, but over the last three years that I have been there, I think one of the great um, pointers or success for us is every year we have what you call um, an ASJ conference. Mm. Where we go from different areas. And um, I think that gives us a great opportunity to to allow people who probably didn't even know what social justice was and allow them the opportunity to come to that event and to learn to participate. And I think that's one of the great things that ASJ has done. Uh, yeah, yes, Jasper? Yeah, yeah. For me, um, because it, it's interesting. I wasn't there at the beginning with ASJ. So just a quick backstory. Like I as a young black Seventh-day Adventist, because I was I was born into the, the community, yeah. uh, the culture. Um I early on I was very concerned with like race and racism and how it relates. And like I have an uncle who's a five percenter. Uh, so your audience may or may not know what that means, but like he re really pushed me on the nature of Christianity and it and it's mm -hmm. being a, a white man's religion or whose religion it was. And so a lot of those struggles, you know, I so by the grace of God, I was able to stumble across a lot of the writings um, of, you know, the pioneers, Ellen White, but, uh, especially her stuff early on in uh, volume one of testimonies, how she what she had to say about America, like as it related mm -hmm. to slavery and exactly what the function of the civil war was i mean even that's the conversation we're we're frightened to have uh now but i, I won't I'll, mm. i won't digress but anyway so um my cousin actually tipped me to asj uh a, a year i think this the first or second the second conference that that asj had and i was just so excited to hear about a group of young people um and older people who were concerned about these things and so that leads me to like one of the successes that i think was just a lot of Adventists realizing that um, we don't have to create, recreate the wheel, but that like our legacy is this concern, right? Like our message. Now that I'm, I'm being very careful in how I'm separating like the message from maybe the the individuals who claim to be carrying it, but like our message is very much invested in uh, social justice and and the implementation of justice, and so. For me, as I've been able to preach like in Wisconsin and different places, like that light bulb going off for like many Christians to realize that, um, you know, or really to be pushed to make a decision, like are they really gonna be Adventist or not? I yeah. think is um, one of the, the, the key successes that I think this organization really helps bring to the fore. Um, so given those successes, uh, well, in all of your answers so far, you've mentioned things to do with uh, I guess teaching and and educating um, sort of members of the church to to realize that ASJ it should be a part just a part of their Christian life naturally. So how have you been able to I guess like mobilize and, and push the organization uh, forward each year? How have we been able to mobilize and push the organization forward? Was that the question? Uh, yes. Um, I think that we continue to partner uh, with like-minded individuals and that has automatically and organically expanded the work that we do. When I look at the number of people that I have met for the first time in my life over the last four years, just through ASJ, 
um, that continues to take us into more and more spaces and really begin to expand our reach. Um, and so one of the beauties of ASJ is that it's, it's very much lay led. Um, and so that gives room for everyone, whether you are a church administrator, pastor, professional, yeah. young person, whatever you do, um, there's a space here in this work for you. And if you are passionate mm -hmm. about a particular, uh, area of social justice, um, social justice work, uh, then we create space for being able to, to build upon that idea. And so the organization has just organically really grown and expanded um, over time. Uh, and I think we also, because everyone on our team, and we have about 18 or 19 people in total amongst our leaders between our board of directors and our executive committee, and everyone volunteers. This is volunteer work. No one gets paid yeah. for this. Um, this is all the work we do after we do our real jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and so that means that we don't really have the, I guess, the luxury of really digging in in the way that we would love to. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we would be able to acquire some funding and things like that that may bring us to that space in a couple of years. Um, but for right now, partnering with other organizations that are not Adventist organizations, but certainly doing social justice work and pushing the initiatives that are a part of our goals, a part of our core focus areas, really helps us to get engaged in the work outside of the church that really helps to change systems within our society at large. So the point that we are in right now in ASJ, we've kind of shifted into what can be considered as phase two because we've spent so much time doing the teaching and the building of the case that now we're looking more action oriented. And now we're mm. really looking to turn out um, our churches underground in tangible areas and connecting with other organizations and actions legislatively, as well as just in our communities. Uh, and so we're really at this critical point of shifting into some real tangible work that's exciting. So what is some of this work that you're looking to do? Um, one of the questions in the comments was asking, um, why isn't our church doing more for social justice? So, so what, what kind of work are you guys doing that we could maybe look at getting involved in over here? Yeah, I see what does ASJ stand for. So ASJ stands for Adventist okay. for Social Justice. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, so the work is twofold, and I'm sure Vero and Jasper will add to this, in that there are sort of national things that we are looking at as an organization. For example, just looking at 2020 alone, our focus is really around policing um, and civic engagement. So our goals will be created out of, because ASJ's position is defunding the police, and I'm not sure if that's a conversation that's been that's happening in the UK, um, but when we look at how we envision our communities uh, and, you know, just really the lack of resources and funding going into programs that can really help restore and rebuild communities, we support the defunding movement. So that means that we have to look at legislation. We have to look at where our elected official stands at educating ourselves, our members, our churches on these uh, policies that's being pushed through Congress. Um, and how we can be a part of raising our voices and using our collective power 
to hold our elected officials accountable, as well as re-envisioning and meeting with community leaders and stakeholders and uh, attending uh, community board meetings, town halls, et cetera, to really hear the needs of the community and then figure out what's this, what's the social justice issue in your community as a chapter um, and the work that's happening on the ground. And then the other areas around civic engagement, uh, because if we do not engage voting and, and you know other aspects mm. of the legislative process, then we're just talking, right? And so we have to really educate our mm. members and our churches on understanding all the different layers of uh, civic work, uh, knowing who your sheriffs are, your DAs, all, and I know in the UK, you all have different names for these things, but yeah. the decision makers who are enacting laws and policies that continue to perpetuate systemic racism, we have to be a part of engaging that political process um, so that we can see the change that we want to see. And so driving voter registration at our churches, making our churches into voting polls, using our church vans to take people to the to the uh, to go vote, you know, all these different things, inviting candidates. And so that we can hear their campaigns and the issues that mm. they stand for is critical to where we are trying to go now. Wow. 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 Um, so okay. I'm, how have you seen the relationship with the churches you've been working with? How have you seen the, their relationship with their local communities grow um, as you've been more involved in, in the social justice, justice activities? It there it, there hasn't been one type of relationship in in my experience um i so as so my my role in this organization i'm the chapter coordinator so like i'm in contact with all the various individuals who want to raise um chapters in there and so there's chapters i mean i don't know hawaii there's some in new york that like it's all around the country and now in the uk right so like the what what we're finding is that it, the the there it depends like there are some churches that i wouldn't call hostile because i just i don't know i'm trying to not i'm trying to be nice but like there are some that are a little suspicious and they're a little they they wonder but then there are some chapters who have like the full um support of the church uh and so there isn't a monolithic response interestingly hmm. uh and and that seems to this is anecdotal, but it seems to fall along lines of largely what those individuals. So you'll get pushback from some, and it seems to depend largely on what people understand the Adventist and Adventist for social justice to mean more than the social justice part. Like it. So, you know, there I, I have been told, like, you know, my the concern should just be to preach the gospel. Uh, mm -hmm. And that gives an idea that the that seems to suggest that that particular Adventist sees uh justice and gospel work as um mutually exclusive right mm -hmm. uh where you have some who have a different idea and so like it, it is very interesting the spectrum of response but it, there is no one response that has been happening uh with the church at large right i just want wow. to add something um i think during the process what's important is partnership allowing mm. churchy community organizations to partner with you and allow them to build to build trust and a relationship with you that that they can trust the vision that you have brought 
make sure you have the church with you because if the church is not with you you'll have a lot of you know negative feedback and stuff like that because i think with us ASB, it, uh, the earlier part it took us a little while to get some churches you know really on board with what our ideas were and how we were looking forward to getting ASJ in a year, two years from now. So partnership, mm. trust, all these things are good. I think that's so key, particularly as we're looking to start. Yeah. Um, and this is what the shift was really about. It's a shift in mentality. It's a shift from seeing the gospel justice as two separate entities when they're really all in one. Um, I think over here we have a, I think more of a delayed response. Um, if you heard all the things that Judy and Gifford were talking about at the very beginning, like in our wider society, we have issues. In yeah. our church, we have issues. These are all system systemic issues that have been embedded into the fabric of how we've done life over here. It's time to change. So I think I would really like Tiffany to just, I've seen the word and heard the word agitate throughout this conversation um, prior to you guys speaking on your website. So I want you to tell us what does it really mean for us to agitate as Adventists for social justice? Yeah, um, I, I love the word agitate. We kind of co-opted that word from Pastor uh, Wesley when he preached at one of our conferences, Wes Pastor Wesley Knight, um, mm -hmm. and he really dug into the word agitate for us. Um, and, you know, agitating is really just raising the alarm. It's really putting um, a spotlight on an issue. It's utilizing your voice to speak out or like pastor jamie Collisar says to raise your voice mm -hmm. um and so you know we we have to agitate you, nothing when we talk about systemic racism we're talking about power we're talking about deep-rooted uh historical dehumanizing of people uh white superiority etc these power systems are not just going to give that up for us right like we mm -hmm. are not just gonna sit and talk about it and be cute and think that they are going to just kind of say all right we hear you no it's going to take um some real moving and rumbling and speaking out continuously and even what we see happening and what has happened here in the u.s um over the last few weeks uh the marching the rallies even the fire am i saying go burn things down no i'm not but burning things down is a part of agitating right and it's been very interesting to see that after those forms of agitation occurred so many things that we have been asking for and begging for for years and years and years just started to happen right and so yeah. agitation has a place um, there's certainly a need for agitation, but I also like to highlight that I don't believe everybody's called to agitate. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important in doing social justice work for us to know what our positions are and what our roles are, uh, because agitating, speaking aloud, like God says in Proverbs, um, is not the gift or the call of everyone. 
So I break it down into three different areas. Some of us are called to be agitators. Some of us are called to be innovators. And some of us are called to be orchestrators. And so it's really critical that we know where we fit because when those who are agitating are raising the alarm on an issue, we need the innovators to be working on, well, what are we going to do differently this time? How are we going to strategize and organize? And some people are directly gifted to do that. And then other people are directly gifted with the orchestration piece. How are we now going to implement this, make it tangible, make it real and practical? And other people are gifted to do that. And so if we are all trying to be agitators, then the rest of the work doesn't get done. Um, and so when we talk about agitation, we really have to be clear on what we are called to do, what area of the work God is putting us in. It's going to be based on our gifting and our passion and our talents so that we can really move things forward. Because right now in the U.S. and really across the world, while those who are rallying and protesting doing their part, there are others of us that have to be organizing and strategizing and really laying out the vision and making it clear. Um, so I think we just all have to really know where we fit in. That's so, so important. That is so important. We're going to wrap it up here because time is just flying by. But we really thank you for the encouragement that you've given us and the direction and guidance that you've given us. And we're looking forward to working with you. Um, at this point, what was that, Troy? I think 1,000% looking forward to working with you. At this point, we think it's so important that we don't just end the conversation here. It continues. So if you've been looking at the comments, you will see for our audience, you'll see that there is a link in the comments. It takes you to a website called Start Our Shift. And what we want you to do is we want you to just put your email in, put your name in, and put whether you want to be an agitator or a liner. Now, we've divided them in two sections. An agitator, at present, you know you want to be about the action. You know you want to get involved. You'll get, we're working on some things. And if you've been following the news, you would have seen that the Labour um, leader, one of our um, politicians over here, he has said that he's going to undertake unconscious bias training. So our first action as a team, we've decided we're going to write a letter to the other political leaders, encouraging them and calling them to also go on unconscious bias training. We think it's important that it's not just one of them because he's not the one actually leading the country. We need all of them to be involved and actively ensuring that they're doing their part to help everyone. So this is our call to you. As we said, we don't want to just talk. We want to build a relationship. We want to get to the point where in the UK, we have chapters established that are doing the work, that are really, as Tiffany said, that are orchestrating, that are innovating, and that are agitating. Because all three are so important. And so whether you feel at present you just want to keep in touch with us, that is also important as well. We're going to start sending out a regular newsletter just to let you know some of the things that are in the news, some of the petitions that are going on. Next year we have a census and so often our black communities, we do not participate for fear of migration concerns or for fear of tax concerns or whatever it might be. But we are encouraging you to participate on all levels of the civic engagement. So it's on you. We've invited you to start the shift with us, but we need you 
So don't go and just leave the conversation or leave the video, but get involved. Sign up on our website and we are so looking forward to dialoguing and getting things moving in the UK with you. Troy, I'm going to hand over to you so you can wrap us up. Okay, so I want to I want to thank, and I, I can't thank you all enough. I want to thank um, first of all everyone who has tuned in to this live, um, who've been here, especially those who've been here from start to finish. Those of you who had to drop out because you have work in the morning, we fully understand. But you can you'll hopefully watch this back later. I want to thank uh, Dr. Tiffany. I want to thank Jasper, and I want to thank Veronica um representing adventures for social justice and joining us and with their guidance and and sharing their experiences and i'm sure that we will be working closely with each other in the future and i also want to thank every single one of our guests who have been on um abigail and i have had to had to make a few promises that will have <laughs> that will have people back that we can just dive into their topics further uh we've put a lot into these two and a half hours and my prayer, my hope is that you also got a lot out of it. So as we're about to sign out, as um, as Dr. Tiffany, Jasper and Veronica are going to finish the rest of their day in America. And as we're about to go to sleep here in, in the UK. Today, we have started the conversation. But everyone in the UK, Adventists in the UK, were asking, are you going to start your shift together? Will we start our shift? If that is you, and I'm trying not to get a bit preachy here, but if that is you, you see in the comment section below um, the website to startashift.com. Sign up to be an, either an aligner or an agitator as we take steps to move this action forward as we start our shift. So I want to thank you all again and bid you all good night and good afternoon. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, God bless y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.